This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Well, a word you would use to complete this sentence. We can say this about House Republicans. They are blank. More unrest yesterday in the House. Welcome to the show. By the way, the administration all of a sudden been saying what some of us smart people have been saying all along. Uh, why did you release that $6 billion to Iran back in August, which happens to coincide with the timing of them helping to uh, plan the attacks on Israel with Hamas? We are covering that, but let's start here yesterday in the House. By the way, Steve Scalise, everybody I talk to in political circles and everybody I talk to around the bar stool, despite the fact I don't hang out on bar stools anymore, but just people talking on the streets. Conversation yesterday when it was Scalise who did not, he did not lobby to become Speaker of the House. He was nominated by his fellow Republicans. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, Scalise, he, he should be a good choice for everybody because he's tough, but he's not a moron like some of the folks that we've seen. They liked him. They liked his toughness. Uh, Jim Jordan, he backed Scalise. We need a speaker, and Steve is the guy for that. Doesn't have the votes. We can say this about House Republicans. They are blank. 874-90. We've got one already. They, the fill in the blank, suck. Sandy. Thank you for that. And there's two schools of thoughts on this, and here's where I am, and I know it's not popular with a lot of the folks, but I honestly believe this. This is poor what Matt Gates did. He is all about himself. And also the other thing, keep in mind, it's Speaker of the House. Let's keep that in mind, some context. It's kind of a big deal, but ultimately, is it going to affect Stephanie and your kids today going to high school football tonight and trying to navigate the heavy rain that we have this morning? So Speaker of the House, is that going to impact you in that way? It could. It's not. It's not. But but I think, I I mean, I think the unrest that is happening uh, on the international stage is, is happening because we look and we are vulnerable. And, you know, there's more coming today. There's a, a lot of tension um, and I think, you know, it's our job to look strong and we don't right now. And so uh, do I think it will affect my everyday life? I, I, I don't. But, you know, if we had a strong leader, uh, if we had a strong president, I'd be less concerned. But right now I would love, you know, the House and everyone else to be in a position to, if need be, act quickly. Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot going on on the worldwide stage right now. They watch us anyway. They watch what Joe does, and that's been easy to point fingers. Because Stephanie and I have been on this since January the 20th of 2021. The world is watching. And we see what has happened. The world is watching these Republicans, too. Uh, And there's two different takes. And and I like this. So this, and I, I believe in this. This is Representative Bob Good, Republican from Virginia. That's why this is so healthy, and it's uncomfortable and it's disruptive. I understand that. But we've got to break the swamp cartel where only those who are in the current leadership pipeline, only those anointed by the special interest groups, the lobbyists, K Street and Wall Street, can be considered. And so if we, I think Jim Jordan can get there, but if Jim Jordan wasn't able to get there, then we will literally have to draft someone from our ranks who represents the conservative center of the conference and has timing. It's like one of our listeners has pointed out, state capital going to be lit up in blue and white uh, in support of Israel. Also happens to be the colors of Kentucky, who Mizzou has taken on this weekend. I get that, but timing. Um, uncomfortable, but important. Um, I, I, I see some of that, but I, uh, I lean more heavily on the side. Man, get your stuff together. 
Uh, and, and it is, has been about one guy, Scalise, um, even said this yesterday. He says, it's, you know, we got some clowns in here and we know who these are. The other thing I wonder, too, how come nobody, if, if all these people love Gates and yes, he's doing this. How come nobody has put him forward to be the House Speaker? <laughs> Can you answer that via text? It's a, if he is so good, if he is so popular and people like what... How come nobody has put Matt Gates's name forward to be Speaker of the House? I think that says uh, says a lot. Michael McCall, he is the chair of the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Yes, yeah, so it's a dangerous uh, game that we're playing. Uh, it uh, just proves our adversaries right that democracy doesn't work. Our adversaries are watching this um, in Israel is watching. They need our help. Uh, I have my resolution condemning Hamas, supporting Israel. We can't even vote on that until we put a speaker in the chair. Um, and I'm going to remind my colleagues about how dangerous this is. Uh, Israel's going to need an aid package. I've been having discussions with the White House about that. That's what Stephanie was just saying. This is dangerous. The world is watching. But I will say, you mean we can't dole out more of our money to other countries right now because we don't have a Speaker of the House? Well, thank goodness for that. Amen. Stephanie Bell is here this morning. Good morning, Steph. Good morning. My name is Brandon Rather. Welcome to the show. Brian Houseworthy is hanging out with us, too. We do have some heavy showers this morning. Steph making her way in this morning. Uh, And we mentioned it. I know you can handle your business in the rain, but... You might need a few extra minutes this morning. I might have been a few extra minutes later than I had anticipated because, yeah, it just was, it was a slow going. And depending on where I was, you know, it was really coming down there in, in some spots. So we're letting you know, just so if you need an extra, I don't know, five, ten minutes this morning, we do have some heavy showers. Ideally, that's going to be coming to an end a little bit later this morning. And then tonight, high school football temps in the 50s. And I do want to uh, mention tomorrow's weather real quick because we have that ring of fire eclipse, like about 1130, going to be peaking from like Ashland to Moberly, all across mid-Missouri, but clouds. It'll be cloudy tomorrow, mm-hmm. high of 58. So then here's the other thing that happened. Uh, remember last was August, whenever that $6 billion in the uh, hostage swap was released to Iran, there was a bunch of smart people said, so you're going to release $6 billion to the people that want to do harm to our country, the people that want to kill us. You're going to give them $6 billion. Yep. We're going to do it. Um, and then the attack on Israel and the words from the White House, because, again, people were saying, well, so so you released six billion dollars in August and now uh, these terrorists are attacking Israel and the White House. Well, they don't even have that money yet. Uh, the word, the F word that we are looking for. Fungible. Fungible. There is a dude in California. He won one point seven billion dollars Wednesday in the Powerball lottery. He ain't got that money yet. I'm guessing it's the weekend. I'm guessing he's spending everything he's got, man. He's a California's version of CeCe's, right? Yeah. Ordering steak for him and all of his friends. And all of his friends because he knows he's got the money com- coming. That's what these terrorists did. But the, the phrase that I love to despise because it is used so often, there is no proof. Well, there wasn't enough proof to convict O.J. Simpson of murder. So when these Democrats say that there's no proof, in other words, they know it's happening. So now, all of a sudden, under pressure, the United States, and this this shouldn't be, it, 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 sh- it, it shouldn't come to where they're bowing to pressure from the public. Uh, President Magoo should, uh, we know his mental state, and it's, and it's sad. Um, as a human being, I hate to see that happening to this guy. What I hate even more is that people in his circle, even his wife, apparently, nobody's like, hey, Joe, 
come on, man, let's let's do something else. Let's take the car keys. Let's call it a night because not only is this bad for your health, but you happen to be. Uh, in effect, the executive of the United States of America. This is bad not just for you. It's bad for 330 million other people, and nobody can do it. And that's the thing that's even more frustrating. Uh, but he's got nobody in his circle that's saying, hey, releasing $6 billion to the very people that want to kill us is bad. And then they lie and say, well, there's no proof. Uh, oh, there's no proof, but we know what happened. Because then the other thing that happened in August is Iran started helping Hamas plan um, these attacks. And then it gets even bit uh, bigger. Now, there's some stories that kind of they've been going a little bit under the radar. Gun charges against Hunter Biden dropped earlier this week. Um, the other thing that's happened, Bob Menendez, who's already charged with being a, a foreign agent, charged again yesterday, acting as a foreign agent in a new federal indictment, uh, apparently teaming up with Egypt. And I love this. Ed O'Keefe yesterday in the White House. Ed O'Keefe, White House reporter for CBS. Audio is not the best here, but he's asking about and he's making the tie in because remember, Biden and Hunter selling the family name to countries that want to kill us for millions and millions of dollars. And they both had the same position at one point in time. Joe Biden, when he was uh, in the Senate, uh, Joe Biden was head of the he was chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Biden, chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. We know taking millions of dollars from foreign countries. Bob Menendez, chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, now charged with teaming up with Egypt. I just wanted to go back to the Chairman Menendez thing. Yeah. Because in another realm, this would be a bigger effing deal. Uh, a successor to the president as chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Well, he's, no, he's no longer chairman. No, but the president was once the chairman. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. I, I see yes. you're making that connection. Yes. Got it, got it. Successor. No, I got it. I got it. I got uh, it. Has been accused of being a foreign agent uh, for Egypt, which not for nothing is involved in this situation right now, for that matter. Has the president been brought up to speed on this? If he has no comment today, can we see comment on whether he has any concerns yeah. that someone with that kind of a position may have been accused of this and whether he should be running for re-election? So we have always said it is a serious... She goes on, but he even said, he says, you know, in the overall scope of things, we number one, we don't have a House speaker. More tumult yesterday. We have the events that are happening in Israel. This thing with Bob Menendez and the reporter in the White House said it. He says, this is a big effing deal. It really is. And I mean, other people have been this. So this Foreign Agents Registration Act, you hear it called FARA. That's the, what the super, uh, superseding indictment is all about. And I think when Menendez, um, when it first came out, I think I said, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's so blatant and so crazy that you wonder what else is going on there. And what we're learning, too, from the superseding indictment is that Menendez had actually accused someone else in Congress who's not named of violating this very act. So you're now you're wondering who... Was that? By the way, another Dem uh, in a high-profile um, position in, uh, I think it's in Virginia. He has switched from Democrat to Republican. 635, I want to look at the growing number of folks that are leaving the Democrat Party. I would imagine for these very things that we talk about every morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Of course, 835, winners and losers of the week. Heavy rain this morning. Be careful. Coming up, five minutes around daily D.C. Rundown with Stephanie Bell. We'll have some up. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Oops that really need to look in the mirror over the next couple of days and decide, are we going to get it back on track? Are they going to try to pursue their own agenda? You can't do both. 
And I think we're going to get there. Steve Scalise yesterday after. So remember, all these Republicans nominated Scalise. He he wasn't lobbying for the position of Speaker of the House. Uh, and then said, you know, it doesn't look like I have enough votes. And he's saying some people need to take a look in the mirror and you know who he is talking about. That is getting us into today's Daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell. I respect Scalise for that much in that he really is kind of a party over personality and eat his own ego first. And he's like, look, I don't have the votes. Let's not waste our time. Let's move on and find someone that does. You know, if you look at the uh, presidential stage and the people who are hanging on with like 3%, um, you're thinking maybe you should just, you know, call it quits and let's uh, let's talk about who the real contenders are. Um, no word on what's going to happen today in Congress and whether I think was it Mark Alford who suggested, hey, we should just like all lock ourselves here until we can get the job done. Um, I think that's they're going to have to do something. When I was in middle school, there was a place called Ron's World Roller World. It was off Broadway in South St. Louis. And once a month on Fridays, they had uh, a, an all night skate party and they locked all the kids in. That's what they need to do in the house. An all night skate party. There we go. Well, I know. Um, other names that are being floated, obviously, um, Patrick McHenry, which got floated earlier on as well. Um, and then some people are like, maybe we just go back to McCarthy. Maybe we do Trump. I don't know what's, you know. So there's a lot uh, of names being floated. So yesterday, some of the oddities we were talking about. So obviously, you've got Scalise and Jordan. Jordan backed Scalise, but apparently Scalise doesn't have the votes. Third in line, Hakeem Jeffries. He has the votes. If people like Matt Gates vote with the Democrats like they did last week, the King Jeffries could get the votes if the same Republicans that voted with Democrats last week. It could be King Jeffries. And then that's the other thing. And now, well, maybe we should just put Kevin back up there. My goodness. What a mess. It is a mess. Well, also a mess right now is the Supreme Court, but not maybe while, you know, the liberals try to make it out. Um, that it has, uh, you know, they're they're dealing with um, the conflict of interest potential policy, and that conversation is ongoing. But this is m much more immediate. Apparently, they need renovations, and there are massive chunks of concrete just falling from the building itself. It happened in 2005, and you know, folks will remember this actually happened in the state capitol in Jefferson City. There was a big chunk that fell before they started doing um, the the most recent renovations, and that was one of the reasons. So right now, the courtyards at the Supreme Court are closed. It could cost nearly 35 million. Apparently. Um, and there was an accident last year where a piece of marble two feet in length crashed to the ground, like hundreds of pounds of marble. Luckily, no one um, was out there. Um, apparently, all the people in the Supreme Court are prohibited from talking to the media. So um, this clearly happened, but no one can say anything about it. Um, but they are. They said, um, I think it was Kagan's clerks and, uh, were enjoying lunch on the courtyard like earlier that day. Um, so anyway, they are uh, taking uh, swift action there. Hopefully they can get that working um, and restored. Uh, also, um, we apparently are finding out more about the $6 billion that's sitting in a bank somewhere. Um, we are thinking U.S. and Qatar have agreed to not disperse the money, but it's really unclear exactly how they're able to do that. And the it's it's very, when asked about it, the administration's being pretty vague, but they're saying it's not completely, completely frozen but we're watching it, I think is what they've said, and it hasn't been released yet. And my my question is, if you're Iran and they said, hey, uh, we'll give you this amount of money for the five hostages, and you, you get the money, and then you want the money back, I'm like, well, I want my hostages back. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. Up this morning, noon. Bigfoot doesn't get up at noon. He gets up at 4.15 in the morning. You don't have a tracking map. You lost your night goggles. What, you think he's going to show up one day out of nowhere? Huh? Knock, knock. Who's there? Not Bigfoot, dumbass. <laughs>
Uh, that's Kyle of St. Louis and actually Greg Warren. He's been through uh, mid-Missouri a couple of times over there. You know, people are passionate about something in uh, Bigfoot. There's a story out of Colorado, and it happens every couple of years, but there's a couple on a train, and they're going through the mountainous countryside of the beautiful state of Colorado. You get west of I-25. Uh, Eastern, they should have lopped off the state line at I-25, which dissects Colorado north and south. Because you cross Kansas, you get into Colorado, it's still Kansas. It. I didn't know that yeah. until I drove through southern Colorado. Same. And yeah. I was like, where are, I drove to Durango, people, you know, all across the bottom. And I thought, have, are where are we? <laughs> yeah. Did um, you get halfway into the state, beautiful and mountainous, couple on a train. And uh, they see something wandering around out in the mountains. They snap some pictures, you know, not much different than the very famous or slash infamous pictures we saw out of the state. It was in Oregon or Washington back in the 70s, but it's a Bigfoot walking along a mountainside. Uh, and that's got some folks excited. Uh, and those folks that are excited are those folks that believe that there's a Bigfoot or those folks that make a lot of money. How much do those people make on those like the Learning Channel, Discovery how long has that show been on the air? Like 15 years. They've had this deal. Finding Bigfoot. They ain't never found him. But they keep doing it and people keep watching. How much money are these people making? Hopefully a lot. Yeah. And there's weirder stuff on TV than Finding Bigfoot. <laughs> you ain't kidding, man. <laughs> Anybody watch? Speaking of weird, I'm saying it's weird because it's got a lot of older folks really excited they're holding watch parties in nursing homes and stuff the golden bachelors Anybody i think it's watching? wonderful yeah. i haven't watched it yet but like i got a friend and her and her yenta jazzercise friends they're getting together like every whenever it's on they're getting together and they're getting wine and all and they're watching it and they're digging it that i would watch I've never seen the bachelor or the bachelorette but i would watch the old people's bachelor i don't think they're calling it the old people's bachelor they're not there's stephanie bell and i echo the sentiments of listener sandy this morning via text 874-9390 she says hey steph nice to have you back uh, i yes. fact checked that and i agree and by the way another voice you're hearing this morning uh chris mitchell is joining us i want to brag Hello. on him a little bit chris mitchell is a co-host on an afternoon sports show here in the building so he does his thing until like six in the evening preps for a talk show for a talk show on a sports station and then gets up early to be here this morning so we appreciate you man ah shucks you're making me blush over here can i ask you a question chris i'm listening i want to know the sports guy's reaction to the third taylor swift appearance last night i i <laughs> i mean at this point were you like because she missed two games ago and so you were were you kind of like all right back to sports friends and then last night you're like okay this again i figured she'd be back to touring but no i guess there was like i guess a little bit of a gap day i think she's got a movie coming out too so i guess the dates lined up to show up on prime time for thursday night football coincidentally enough uh does she have like a new album coming? Because I'm still not convinced that they're dating or anything. I think it's just a, a, a ploy. By the way, it's working out very well. It's working out very well for the Chiefs. Does she have a new album or something? Well, I mean, she does have that movie. movie. Yeah, that oh, concert movie coming out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I've got the sneaking suspicion we're going to see both of them in a Super Bowl commercial come Super Bowl time. Ah, That's okay. a really good question, though, because I know a lot of folks listening right now, they're like, I hate it when you guys talk about Taylor Swift and the Chiefs. Well, I, I get that, but it's been a boon for the Kansas City Chiefs. I relate this story. I was uh, at a local, buy local, shop local whenever you can. As a matter of fact, Governor Kehoe on the show yesterday, as we start Buy Missouri Week, that starts tomorrow. 
that is so important uh, because of the money, the economy, things like that. Anyhow, I'm at a local sporting goods store, and I'm asking, like, hey, is this, you know, we're seeing uh, ratings for all the TV stations. They are way up. Uh, that drives ad revenue. Uh, the Chiefs are getting more and more popular, um, even more popular, having won two Super Bowls in the past several years. And Travis Kelsey jersey sales out, like sales up like 800%. So I go to this local store and I said, um, hey, locally, are you guys seeing more Travis Kelsey jersey sales? And the guy looks at the wall. And he says, well, you see all the Travis Kelsey jerseys up there? And I looked and I said, no. He said, Exactly. So the Swifties done sold them out. <laughs> That's right. So, Got them. So they're buying. So there's uh, something to it. But that is an interesting point from a sports point of view. How does your audience react? Do they like quit talking about Taylor Swift, man? How do they react? There's a lot of that, and I think there's also a lot of oh wow, this is getting more eyeballs on our football team. They get to see how these guys are doing, and right now they're watching these guys in the middle of a five game winning streak. So I guess it's not all bad or not all super annoying, at least to me. Um, well, and and it's you know it's it's helpful. More people paying attention uh, to us. You got uh, an audience being introduced to the Kansas City Chiefs that otherwise would not you know would not be of, uh, turned on to. Well, them. and not that the Chiefs weren't on. The, obviously, they won the Super Bowl on the national stage, but I think like regular. I mean, you know, you're really crazy sports people. I guess watch you know all the games nationwide or whatever. But I would say you know just being around people from other states and stuff. Obviously, it, it's put it, it's. I don't want to say Taylor Swift puts the Chiefs on the map because then I don't like the people. But <laughs> I mean, it's got, but it's got people that I think wouldn't normally pay attention to Chiefs regular season. Um, really, some people paying extra attention, which I think is good for Missouri and good for the Chiefs. And I, I agree with that too. It's kind of like, hey, it's a good, you know, that's a good thing. It's good for the Chiefs. Good. And by the way, so the Chiefs win last night. Uh, and I keep saying, what's wrong with the Chiefs? And and the reason I'm especially interested, number one, I've been a lifelong Chiefs fan for eight years now. My kid, there you go, who lives in Idaho, uh, in his fantasy football league, he got Patrick Mahomes, and he was oh. stoked, and I was excited for him. Uh, I think last night was the first time he's passed for 300 yards this season. But we get so used to that, and I keep saying, what's wrong with the Chiefs? Well, here's what's wrong with them: they're five and one. And they have, like, the fifth best defense in the NFL right now. Ain't nothing wrong with them. It's just different. If you win, you win. Doesn't matter how you get there. Jim's giving me the giggles. He said he also spotted Bigfoot. We're at 874 We had a Bigfoot hunter, you know, locally. <laughs> you didn't see the text. <laughs> locally, we, have, um, we had a guy on a couple of years ago, uh, Hartsburg, where they're doing the big pumpkin festival this yes. weekend. There have been, and there's a website you can go to, there have been numerous Bigfoot sightings in the Hartsburg area mm-hmm. over the years, right right here in uh, in mid-Missouri. But here's the thing I wonder, and we are going to cover a little bit, another Democrat has switched to the Republican Party and why that matters, why it's important. But I think I think this, I, I don't believe in Bigfoot because TV show's been on for years finding Bigfoot and they just keep making money and people keep doing it. Maybe this, maybe this is the week. I know I've been watching for 14 years and 51 weeks now, but maybe this is the week they finally find Bigfoot on the TV and they're making money. In my mind, they're just fooling people, but hey, free market capitalism, people are consuming it, go right ahead. I've never seen Bigfoot, so I don't believe in Bigfoot. 
I used to say the same thing about ghosts until I had an experience with a ghost. And now I, I have no doubt in my mind about ghosts. So who am I to say there is no such thing as a Bigfoot just because I haven't experienced it? There are some fighter pilots with the United States Air Force several years ago. The very famous, it's on, on video, on uh, radar video and everything. They didn't believe in unidentified flying objects or aliens. A couple of Air Force members. like we Serious. Yeah. yeah. They believe in it now, so I wonder. Brained professionals. No, Jim just texted us and said he's seen Bigfoot, too, and there is a picture of John Fetterman <laughs> in the text. Oh. He, he, Check this out. Pumping around. Like. Coming up 750, we're going to be doing that would be all except for this. By the way, uh, Hannah, producer Hannah John Marsh, you're going to be back next week. But since he brought it up, I do want to get to this here because I thought, uh, man, this is dripping with irony. But coming up 750, when we do that would be all except for this. We have a story um, regarding irony. John Fetterman on Stephen Colbert the other night. What? Mm-hmm. Um, who let him? Who, who let him on there? Really? Check out what John Fetterman said on Stephen Colbert. Uh, no, it, it's it, you all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington D.C. <laughs> yes. Yikes. John Fetterman, health issues prior to the health issues, not a very smart dude at all. John Fetterman saying, we're not sending the best or brightest to Washington, D.C. Former West Virginia House Democrat uh, leader has switched to the GOP, plans to run for Secretary of State a little bit later when we have more time to get into this. I want to cover why I think this is happening. Uh, the, the mayor of Dallas uh, last month. Although nonpartisan position, that was a, a, a huge move. He said, man, I'm just, I'm not a Democrat uh, anymore. I just can't, I can't do it. But I think there's a good reason why it's happening. And it's beyond the obvious reasons of like Democrats are just, my gosh, they're socialists. You look what's happening in St. Louis. Mayor Tashora Jones announcing this week plan that had been in the work for a while. We're just going to give people a $500 uh, payment. We're going to start giving them payments of $500. I think that's the definition of socialism. When you take money from people and give it to other people. And I think that's one of the reasons. But I think there's a bigger overall reason. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. 100 down 27. Stephanie Bell has got to be keeping an eye on the opening of the stock market for you. Right before it opens at 8.30. We'll do it the morning bell, 8.25. Business news with a little twist. Welcome into the show. Looks like most of the heavy rain starting to move out of the air. There might be still some pockets depending on where you are. And we only mention that in case you haven't gotten up, looked outside, checked your weather. Uh, I might give you, you know, you might need an extra five, ten minutes to get in here on a feel-good Friday. Welcome into the show. I am Brandon Rathard. Stephanie Bell is back. Producer Hannah John Marsh is going to be back uh, next week. We're still doing What's Hot with Hannah at 725-ish. I'll be doing That Would Be All Except for This and Oh, the Irony, because I love we just played audio from John Fetterman on Colbert. Uh, America is not sending their best and brightest you know, to Washington, D.C. <laughs> uh... Kettle meat black, black meat uh, meat cow. It's astounding that he would say something like that. Um, but coming up, seven fifty. That would be all except for this. Another story, but not in the political realm. About oh, the irony. Tuesday night, big event, mid Missouri GOP chili supper, well attended. I was really glad. 
well over, best I could count it, about 125 people were there. And you had folks for various statewide offices coming in and chatting. As a matter of fact, State Representative Adam Schwadron from St. Charles area, who joined us on the show earlier this week. He's talk, he talked about his reaction being somebody who is Jewish. Talked about his reaction to what was happening in Israel. He came down. He saw a bunch of folks were there. We played a segment on the show the other morning, and the folks from the GOP, they requested, say, hey, can we play this during the thing tonight? I said, I don't care. Here you go. Uh, and then we had more folks saying, hey, can, can you play that again in case we miss it? So I do want to highlight that here for you. David Attenborough. You know who David Attenborough is? Like a lot of those uh, Discovery Channel, the BBC documentaries on nature and stuff. He's got the real thick. He just he, he can take the most simplest of things make it sound fascinating james earl jones morgan freeman but i think even better like even something like rain he can make sound fascinating water evaporating from the surface of the sea condenses to form great clouds that's how rain man rain that's but he makes it sound fascinating somebody did a spoof and here's about a two-minute documentary on the swamps of washington dc a couple of things you need to know because there's video to it but mostly you get the point when he talks about jackass and the other jackasses. He's referring to Joe. He's referring to Hunter. Uh, Hunter and he's referring to Kamala Harris. In the swamps of Washington, D.C., we witness a most peculiar event. A group of tax dollar parasites gathers to discuss funding the lives of the very taxpayer that they rely upon for their existence. Somehow, these parasites cannot agree to give the American people any of the tax money that has been confiscated from them against their will. Yet they have been sending $223 million to a corrupt foreign regime every day for over a year. This group of parasites has become filthy rich from corruption, insider trading, influence peddling and theft. The alpha parasite, known as a jackass, and his offspring, the dumbass, have been some of the most successful tax dollar parasites in history. Sending historic amounts of cash to a corrupt foreign regime and receiving kickbacks as 10% for the big guy. As if sending all your cash to Borat was not enough, the alpha parasite and his minions have opened the southern borders. In an attempt to garner enough votes to remain in power, the parasites have opened the southern border allowing millions of unvetted immigrants to suckle at the teat of our welfare system, bringing our social services to the brink of collapse while gaining new voters. As this elderly jackass nears the end of its life cycle, a truth evident by his garbled speech and lack of bowel control, the elder jackass will attempt to transfer his power and influence to this younger, more intellectually deficit jackass. However, the younger jackass's lack of intellect and mule-like face has left it so unelectable that power can only be transferred through the death of the elder jackass. If you love America, please spay or neuter your political jackasses or vote them out of office. Uh, so there it is. Frank via Texas. Actually, this guy sounds like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, we hear it. Welcome to the show. This is a Feel Good Friday. I'm Brandon Rather, Stephanie Bell. Coming up, we're going to tie in a growing number of Democrats leaving the party, going to the GOP party. We had a a, a politician in West Virginia dis, just did this yesterday, the very high-profile story we shared with you just a couple of weeks ago. The Dallas mayor, even though that's a nonpartisan office, he's a Democrat. He has switched parties. And I'm wondering what we've seen in the wake of the attacks on Israel, what Democrats have been saying and what they are not saying unable when you have people like Rashida Tlaib that can get onto the keyboard on on the Twitter and say uh, say nasty things, but then be uh, be asked in person and not being able to answer the questions. That's just some really sick stuff. And I'm wondering if we're going to start seeing some more Democrats um, leaving the party. And one of the things we'll um, we'll look at is why they are leaving. Great exchange between 